here we are. I'm Phil Highland. That guy there next to me is Lee Hogarth. And this is our podcast, all about improving your physical, mental and emotional health. Isn't that right, mate? Certainly is. And if you haven't heard the last one, um, which is an interview with me and all about me, um, go check that out after this podcast to listen to right now. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about doing what you said you're going to do, right? So Phil, I think you should, we'll start with you telling us this story about the other day. So the other day, I, well, I had one of those days. I imagine everyone who's listening to this will probably be able to relate to it in some way. So we're all locked down, right? So we've got a lot of time at home and I was there, I got up in the morning, um, did some bits and then it got to about two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, and I started to think, oh, not feeling too good. Do you, have, do you know what I mean when you feel like you haven't done much? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those t- times where you say to yourself, I've got loads, I've had loads of free time, but I've got nothing done. Yeah, you know, well, it, was, it seems like ages, but you feel like you've done nothing in it. Yeah, exactly like that. And I was, sat on my, <laughs> I was sat on my carpet in my bedroom. I just sat on the carpet for some weird reason, just flicking through Instagram. <laughs> do you ever yeah, do that as well? You know when you yeah you know when you you I tend to sort of start scrolling aimlessly when I feel like I haven't done much you know yeah. or when I'm tired times when I shouldn't be you doing make yourself it. feel like you're doing something yeah which I'm just sedating myself in the w- lives of everyone else <laughs> never really has a desired effect but anyway I was there and I was like oh I just feel rubbish feel like I haven't done much um, unproductive and then obviously the thoughts of overwhelm and you know everything gets a bit worse doesn't it. Yeah. So I did what I always do and I sent you a voice note and I was like, oh mate, I'm having one of those days. I feel like I haven't done much. Um, and you replied, what did you reply? Can you remember? I said, what, what, what like you had sent in, in, the, in the voice note, like I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done that, but I feel like I've done nothing. And then what I said was, um, what did you plan on doing? That's it. And my reply was, I plan today on cleaning my flat because my very selfish cleaner (laughs) has decided (laughs) to isolate herself and not come and clean my kingdom, my castle. Um, I'm I'm joking. But she, obviously, the cleaner's not coming around. And I despise cleaning my flat. I just hate it. I know you don't mind it because you... I fucking love it. I'm, I'm Mr. Hinge. Yeah, <laughs> you were gobsmacked when I said to you the other day, "I've got a cleaner." You were absolutely gobsmacked, weren't I you? I couldn't believe it. Mm. So anyway, the cleaner's obviously not coming. So the flat, you know, it hasn't been cleaned for I don't know a week or whatever. Um, and I've been saying to myself every day for the last three or four days, right, Phil, today's the day. Clean your flat, clean your flat, clean your flat. And as time was going on, um, and I wasn't getting it done, it was this thing in my head. You know, it was this this cloud over us sounds a bit dramatic but it was every day i was going to bed thinking oh another day i haven't cleaned the flat oh, another day i haven't cleaned the flat or you could say another day that i haven't done what i said i was going to do yeah, right yeah. every morning i've been making this commitment to myself saying right today's the day mate go on get your marigolds on get down the u-bend <laughs> and just clean it and then i'll go to bed oh subconscious brain you haven't done it you told you said you was going to clean your flat, man. You haven't done it, and then there's this little internal conflict, isn't there? And that, you, when you when you said that to me, kind of 
instantly snapped me out of it because I was like, right, I know, I know now why I'm not feeling so good. On reflection, I've actually got shitloads done today and I had a real productive day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I had a big long list of stuff that you had done. Yeah, I'd done a lot. But because I hadn't done the one thing that I'd sort of committed to, that clouded all of the good stuff that I'd done. Yeah. You know? And we always, rem- we always think about the negative stuff, right? It's that protective mechanism, isn't it? Um, uh, and I j- I'd sort of forgotten about all of the good stuff that had happened. And it's a good example, I think, in one of the easiest ways to make yourself feel good or flip it conversely, one of the easiest ways to make yourself feel shite is to constantly not do what you said you were going to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's do, you know, do you know what I tend to do as well? And, and, and I know a lot of people tend to do is be like, they'll have in the head what they want to do, but then it's, um, oh, I need to do this. I, I need to do that. I'm, 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 I really should do this and I really should do that. And it never, when you speak like that, it never, ever gets done. It never ever gets done, and like you say, it's just that is like a kind of strategy to make yourself feel shit. But if you if you just be like, I am, I am going to do this today. I am going to do this today, or I am, and you actually make a plan, and then you stick to it, and you and you do it. It's like you get that accomplishment, don't you? You get that dopamine hit. You get that. That's where the feel good comes from. It, it's not necessarily always doing the task that makes you feel good, like during the task like cleaning the flat you you don't like it do you know what I mean so so you're not going to enjoy cleaning your flat but when it's done you're going to enjoy the feeling after because you've accomplished something and and now you can take off your list in your planary journal or whatever that you've done it like I think a lot of people think that the 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 feeling the feel good feeling comes from actually doing the task, but that's not always the case because there's a lot of stuff that we have to do on a daily basis that we just don't want to do. Yeah, completely agree. And also I think especially with work as well. Definitely. And I also think as well that 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 sense of fulfillment that you're talking about, sense of achievement is massive. Right. And I think that that there's a lot of people in life, and this is something I talk about actually on on, on the challenge that I run, are almost just existing. And not really living right just going through getting up going to work going home have a beer go to bed and repeat repeat and repeat and repeat right and yeah. so one of these people are not feeling particularly good anxious overwhelmed stressed because there's very little in their lives that are going on to generate that dopamine, yeah, this, dopamine. There's no no, stimulation no no none whatsoever it's just the monotony of life there's no oh yes i've put the shelves up i feel brilliant or oh yes i've actually you know put a fence up in the garden or i've finished writing that book or whatever it is yeah these people are are i think lacking these regular senses these regular experiences of feeling fulfilled and feeling like they've having achieved something yeah making progress and growing and it, it, it goes back to i know it's a bit extreme but it's when you're doing that you're living a you're living a boring life like like exactly what you've described there is is boredom the lack of interest in repetitive tasks yeah. over and over again or situations and people are putting themselves and waking up in the same day or in the next day to the next day and they're doing the same tasks, the same situ- they live in the same situations and if you're living a boring life and you're not interested in that, how on earth are you going to feel good? Mm. How on earth are you going to, do you know what I mean? Like Groundhog Day. 
I actually saw a really good good post on boredom by someone the other day. Have you seen it? Oh, have I? It sounds a little bit like what I've just said. I'm a little yeah. bit obsessed right now. I'm a little bit obsessed with boredom and loneliness. Mm. And I, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about that because I'm, I'm not bored. You could say I am if I've got time to think about boredom and loneliness, but I'm, I'm not bored. But I, I can see a lot of people are. A lot of people are really bored right now, and a lot of people are lacking that stimulation. And it's and you you need it in your life in order to feel good. Like our brains and our bodies, they thrive off accomplishment in expansion in growth, like any sort of personal growth or any achievement. So if you do something physically, if you didn't think you could do, see. One week you can do 80 burpees, the next week you can do 90 burpees. You're going to feel good from that. It's, it's, it, the chemical reaction is going to happen. Mm. The same that, mentally, if, yeah. if you complete something mentally, if, if you are, can't do algebra or some shit example, but, and, then, and then now you can do it, you feel great because you can, like, you can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Languages is another one, isn't it? You go, to a, you go on holiday and you can order a beer in Spanish or whatever. You just feel like, oh yes, check me out. <laughs> All the girls come running, don't they? They're like, oh, who's this? Who's I'm this like, yeah, this too. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you actually spoke in Italian, even though you're in Spain, isn't even here nor there. <laughs> no, that's something. It's on my list, right, to learn Spanish fluently. Can you say? He has the issue I have. I only go to Spain once a year. <laughs> I'm not going to practice it all throughout the year so that when I get there, I'm good. Because you learn something, I'll learn it, and then I'll not utilize it, I'll not use it. So it gets pushed to the back of my mind and forgotten about. My brain perceives it as not important. So by the time I get to Benidorm, <laughs> and I want two vodkas in Spanish, I can't remember what the word is. Yeah. All I can remember is cerveza and gracias. That's all you need, mate. That's all you need. Yeah. You like this one. See if you know what this means. Um, see if I can remember it. O imparato que tuto es posible. No. Yeah. O imparato que tuto es posible, ma que niente es facile. And you like that, don't you? I do, actually. I sound good, don't I? No? I sound good. That's the only... I know. I, I, this is what it sounds like you're saying. Go on. Mate, if you just come to mine with a tutu on and a big giant dildo, we'll have the time of our life. <laughs> How did you know I didn't know you could speak Italian? <laughs> Catherine can speak Spanish as well. She remembers a lot from school. Yeah. What, what does that actually mean? It means, um, um, I believe that everything is possible, but nothing is easy. Ah, so what, how, how come, why... Well, first, first of all, I went out with an Italian girl for two years. Oh, is that Italian or Spanish? That is Italian, yeah. Oh, Italian, sorry, yeah. Uh, um, and I didn't really learn much, though, but that is a quote from... Do you know the book uh, Tribe of Mentors, the Tim Ferriss book? I've never... No, I've never... You know Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it's in there. It's a quote. It was at the start of one of the pages, that was a, just a quote, and I just learned yeah. it, because it sounds like I really know what I'm talking about, right? Can, can you, when you read it, mm. so if I was to read it, wait, if I was to read anything, it's going to come out wrong, isn't it? <laughs> but if, if I was to read it, could I read it and, and, and get the gist of what, exactly what you've just said? Um, you, or is it something where you've got to say it for an Italian person, yeah, what does this say? And you'll copy the voice 
or can uh, you read it? I've learnt how to pronounce words because there are certain like C H. Yeah. Uh, often is oh no sorry C I, in Italian is chi. Chi yeah yeah you, you know rather than yeah so there's not an H in there but you would kind of say it like that yeah so there's 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 words that you pronounce differently to how you would read it yeah. Um, so I know that, but I want to hear it again now. <laughs> if there's any Italianos watching this, then you'll probably text in and say, "What on earth?" That yeah. means uh, something send, very a, send a voice message to say, um, to see if you said it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, send one in of you saying it. I want to hear you saying it. If you yeah. know Italian, I want to hear you saying it. Great idea. Yeah. Why? Did, how did we get onto this? I've got no idea. This no. is how our brains work. Yeah. But this, I'll tell you another thing as well. Um, going back to doing what you said you would do for a long time, going back to going out with that girl, um, I said I want to learn Italian. And I kept saying it because we'd go there quite a lot, go to Italy yeah. quite a lot, right? And I wanted to be over there talking in Italian. And I got all right. So, and, you know, the more I was there, the more I immersed myself in it, the, I learned quickly. Okay, yeah. So I learned a few phrases. I learned how to ask for the bill and what have you. Um, but I never really put the time in to learn. And again, yeah. that, you know, in terms of wanting to feel good and wanting to feel like I've achieved something, that was, I was, it was a, I was using it as a strategy to feel bad because yeah. I just wasn't doing it. And, you know, and I even said things like, right, I'm going to commit to two hours each week to sit down and learn and go through all the verbs and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just didn't do it. Didn't do it, so um, yeah, it didn't make me feel particularly good, really. <laughs> with, with, with that, do you know what me, me and Catherine actually used to do? I know it's still off topic, but we're talking about the, the language bit here. Yeah? When we first started like messaging and texting and stuff, she said some I don't know how we got onto it, she started talking a bit Spanish or something, and I was like, Oh, she knows Spanish. So then, then I started like going on to Google Translate, writing a, f a phrase up and then copying and pasting, and I'd send her it in Spanish. And then she'd obviously either understand or convert it back and then speak the main Spanish. And I actually learned quite a, a bit there, but then obviously once it stops. And also learning a few phrases is very, very different because we've all done that. You learn yeah. a swear word, you learn how to ask a girl out, you learn how to ask for a beer and learn, yeah. learn yeah. But that's very different from speaking it, man, because oh, it, yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus, it's very, very hard work. Right now, wait, I still, if I send her a message, I, I put on the end, like, uh, me reina. So it's like, yeah. my queen. Oh, that's nice. And she says, to rear, which is like, my king. Oh, I've already passed me sick bucket someone. I'll tell you what is <laughs> a good thing to say, which I learned off Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Have you ever seen that? No. Best cowboy film ever made. Manos arriba. That means put your hands up. So me and my mates were in a queue. Uh, to fabric big nightclub in London eight years and years and years ago and we were talking to these girls in front of us I was like hmm, you got an accent where are you from and they were like Spain and me and him both went at the same time ah manos arriba and they all went <laughs> chucked their hands in the air and we were like oh it works it really does mean it so yeah do you know what he has a thing for you to try right it's just totally pointless but I want to see if you can do it <laughs> so do you know Rihanna's song hey Mr DJ won't you turn the music yeah. See if you can do that and go, hey, Mr. DJ, and then say that, whatever you just said. Why do I have to do that? You, you don't really, but I'd just like to say it for entertainment. Hey, Mr. <laughs> this is a weird, 
this has all gone very weird. I'm sure we had a conversation in the week about, <laughs> oh yeah, hello mate, let's make the podcast a bit more professional. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap that, away. Let's see if you did. Away. Say it again. So what do I have to say? Him. Hey, him, Mr. DJ. And then say, put your... Hey, Mr. DJ. Mena Sariba. Ah, that just doesn't get it out, Shay. I don't really understand. <laughs> oh, there was no objective to it. There was no nothing. I was just... Oh, one of those, just do it things. Because, when you were saying, whatever you were saying, mm. put your hands up, I could just think of that song for some reason. Oh, I see what you're, oh, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, mm. Have you got any more good jokes like that? Because that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did the banana go to the darkness? <laughs> You're gonna, That's really joke, of You're gonna have to finish it now. Because you didn't peel well. That's a good joke. <laughs> I'll tell you my favourite. Do you want to hear my favourite joke? Since uh, we're talking about jokes, you love this one. I've said it before. Two helicopters in a field. I've said it wrong already. I've said it wrong. Got it wrong. <laughs> oh, he's got it wrong. My favourite all-time joke. Well, I can't say it now. I'll have to wait till the next podcast, and I'll um, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> back out of that one now. But right, anyway, um, let's get let's get back. Let's I've got a question for you, Phil. Go on. What is the best thing that you said you were going to do that you're actually done? Um, well, right. that's a, that is a tough question, but I'll tell you what I think it, I think it is. And we talked about this in your podcast last week, the fan dance. I think yeah. because I that was at a time in my life where I really wanted to sort of push myself mentally and physically okay more so mentally really but i remember after talking to i think maybe you and a couple of other lads that were in the group um heard about this challenge i thought you know what i want to do it because i also remember someone saying it's you know four or five hours of you on your own on the brecon beacons just you and your thoughts and at that point i was like you know what? i want to see how i react to this see how see if yeah. i can do it and i remember Again, at that time, there was a lot of talk of doing what you said you would do. You remember the program we were in, you know, it was all about yeah, committing yeah. something. And I remember telling people, right, I'm going to do the fan dance. That afternoon, signed up to it, booked my place, booked the accommodation and, and did it, right? I did it with another guy, but I organized the, the, the sort of trip on my own, drove there on my own, did the weigh-in because you've got to get your bags weighed on my own. Mm -hmm. I, at that point, two, three years ago, a couple of years ago, I wasn't particularly as um maybe outgoing or i was a little bit nervous of doing things on my own yeah, you know, yeah. You know what i mean um so and yeah did it and, and had a great time as as we both know but that was for me a real good example and achievement um good example of doing what i said i was going to do yeah yeah do, do you know what's quite like i think the word's prevalent about that is do you know when you get it yeah, you've got that bigger picture that you've accomplished, that, that, that you said you're going to do the finance and then you completed it and you, you've done the finance. There's that massive accomplishment there, but there's those little stepping stones, like what you're just saying. Like even just booking it, you get that really good feeling of accomplishment straight away. And then you're like, because, and, and that's following a plan again, that's doing something that you said you're going to do. So you've got this bigger picture of, of doing the finance, but then you're like, I'm going to book this. You do it, then it's bang feel good you get that feel good emotion and then i'm going to drive there and i'm going to do this and bang there's another feel good 
and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and, and that's how you feel so good at the end isn't it yeah well all these wins all these achievements stack up right and that's and, and in the same vein you know doing something like that was a weekend away at a it was you know a little bit of an investment and what have you but these senses of achievement don't need to come from doing these grandioso big ass no. plans you know it can just be getting up and making your bed in the morning yeah you know? and on its own that may not mean mean an awful lot but you make your bed you get to work on time you don't drink any coffee because you said you weren't going to you don't have a beer in the evening blah 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 all these little wins and little achievements all stack up until eventually yeah. you know compound effect eventually you're like oh i've had a i've had a great day today and if you get down you know sit down at the end of the day and write down all i know you're a fan of this write down all of these little wins that you've had you're like oh hold on a second even though you were thinking you had a really bad day because we remember the bad stuff, look at all these wins. I've had 10 things that I've done today mm -hmm. that I said I was going to do. Well done me. And it's that little internal pat on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that's the key part though, isn't it? You've got to kind of say, I'm going to do it. If, if you kind of just wing your day and don't plan anything and don't say you're going to do anything and you just do stuff, it goes back to that story of what, what you were kind of doing. And you don't feel that good from it. You've got to kind of commit and plan. And it's got to be a plan. Like, you've got to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And it's those things that you said that you were going to do that gives you the best emotional feedback that makes you feel good. 100%. And also, let's not forget, it's a good way of helping you just do more cool stuff in life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I hadn't booked the fan dance, I probably wouldn't have done it. And that is a wicked memory in my head now. Of yeah. something that I've done, you know. If, if you don't commit to these things and then don't schedule them in, then you won't. There's the chance of you having more experiences, right? Because that's what makes life better, right? More experiences. Yeah. The chance of you having more cool experiences, more cool things for your eyeballs to have looked at in your life in your short time on this planet, is going to be less. You know? Yeah. You yeah. get more cool stuff done. Um, so another, another, another example I've just thought of, because I was thinking, is that a bit of a lame example? But about six years ago, I ran a fitness holiday. I, I said, all back in the old days, I wanted to run a fitness holiday. And I said it for a long, long, long time and never did it. And then all of a sudden, I just committed to it, put a post out saying, I'm going to do a holiday. Who's in? And I went out to Spain, viewed this really cool, big-ass, like, five-star villa, um, thought yeah this is ace I'm going to hire it hired it for a week it was like mega bucks but it was awesome and did a week and it was brilliant and I came back you know I was in charge of 10 people took a like cool yoga instructor with me Katie she was she was excellent um, and we, I kind of ran this holiday for a week for 10 people and that was good because that was at the time when again I wasn't quite so confident came back and like Jesus Christ I did it a whole week people paid me quite a bit of money to come away I've delivered a brilliant holiday you know what i mean and um yeah it's good that was a good one that was a good example that's, that's class that, that's something that's on my list which i haven't yet done mm. so i'm gonna say wait it's it's not not just a holiday away but i want to do some form of retreat and um, what i was planning on in, in in my head was i go to these um wait i say i go i've only been once but i've got i had i had a lot of plan i had a I was supposed to be going in two weeks' time, but obviously it's cancelled now. Mm. Um, I had a lot of plans of going back. And there's these pods, Joe you know, Glamping pods. Yeah. 
and and it's it's only an eye mouth, but it's it's a beautiful place, and it's 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 got everything that it needs. It's got a nice beach. It's got like good scenery to go walking. There's like in I went there last time, and I was just picturing and envisioning how amazing it would be to have all those pods booked out with all of my clients, whether it be fitness based or mindset based, and just wake up. Do like sit, putting them in a routine, having a routine set that's going to make them feel good. Getting up, doing meditation on the beach, like doing assignments and challenges, so they can get some some things that they're going to achieve. There's a big hill there that they could be battering up, battering up the hill, so they can achieve things. Amazing views, beautiful walks, and I just pictured this weekend of of everybody there. They just building huge connections with each other. Mm. And um, it's definitely something that will be happening. And I'm going to commit to it right now that sometime in the future, I will be doing a retreat. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's like, it'll probably be more of a mindset retreat um, than a yeah. fitness one, but there'll be obviously a lot of fitness stuff in there. Um, ladies and gents, Lee yeah, Hogarth has good. just committed to running at some point. A uh, cool, very cool sounding um, retreat, holiday. Nice. And do you know what's even better? I'm actually fucking mint at doing what I said I was going to do. You are good at that, mate. Yeah. Very. The only thing that I'm not the best at is this, um, this marketing. Like, um, kneeling those things down. So, like, get me video, me story, me post, and, mm. and them things. If I, if I say there's an event going to happen and I say I'm going to do it, like you could put you could put a, a massive wager on it and I would you'd, it's gonna happen. That's it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And that's it's it's like a huge value that I have taken and I have adapted in my life. And it's just like there's I I, I don't give myself an option out. Yeah. That, that doesn't exist. It's just I've said I'm going to do it, so it's going to happen, whether I like it or not. I think that's a good, um, really good point as well. Don't give yourself an option out. And if you don't, pub, I think public commitment or public declaration of things is a, is a, is a massive tool. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and I'll go back to the, I, I, I think is just, just to add to that, like the, the public declaration, I still think that it needs to be declared to people who you actually value their opinion. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you're just saying it to your next door neighbour, oh yeah, hello mate, I'm going to run a fitness retreat next year, and you don't do it, well, yeah. he ain't going to care. You don't care what he thinks. So, there's there's a neighbour uh, two doors away from me, and it's my brother's mate's dad, and we always talk. We have bits of chat and that. He's normally sitting on his step having a tab, and we're talking that. And I, I I've told him like I'm like mate, one day I'm going to be, I'm I'm going to smash it. I'm going to be fucking loaded. I'm going to have like everything that I've said I'm going to have and I've committed and he keeps checking in with us and he's like, yeah. how's it going? Are you a millionaire yet? Are you a millionaire yet? And I'm like, yeah. I'm on my way though. I'm on my way, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I and think I'd um, love to go back to him and just be like, one day, mate. I, one like, day you will. Yeah, mate, made me first mill. Fucking check that out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a few fivers at him. <laughs> but I do think that commitment thing is, is quite big and, that's like kids. I've got kids, right? But I know that when you tell kids something, you kind of have to do it, don't you? Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they just honour you the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll go to the park later on, uh, and then you fall asleep, and they're there like jabbing sticks in your face, saying, "We said we were going to go to the park." Um, um, 
But then you have to do it, don't you? There's a bit more, you know, leverage. There's a bit more of a reason to actually get it done. And I think people that are, I think, I think sometimes it's a good idea to put yourself out there a bit and say, look, I am going to do this. I'm going to do it. Because it just takes, takes the option of no out of it. It takes yeah. that back out yeah. away. That's what that, when, when I was talking about the language earlier, uh, I need to do this. Uh, I, I, I should have done that. I, I, mm. I, I, I will do this. It, it gives them words and language give you an option out. Mm. Should have, would have, could have. It's fucking a load of shite, isn't it? It's yeah, not reality. Yeah, it's not reality. No, definitely. And also, yeah. Going well, to the kids, the kids thing. Um, that's how Catherine stopped smoking. She's, she smoked when I first met her. Mm. Um, but she's that fit. I didn't really care. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I hated smoke all my life, but I didn't even ask her to quit. But what she done, she, she, she decided one day I'm going to quit smoking. She told me, she told Ava uh, at the time she was five year old, told Ava she quit. She never bought any more tabs. She had, she bought one vape pen. It broke. And she just says, Oh, wait, I'm just not going to get anything else now. And, and she's never ever smoked again. Gonna, yeah, nice. Yeah. And then let's see the thing telling Ava if she had gone back on that, then no doubt yeah. Ava would have been on her case, right? Yeah, wait, I, but and Nana's funnily enough said that she's gonna stop, and um, and she says, Oh, my Nana hasn't, or something like that. She says, Oh, it's because there's stressful times, there's uh, plenty of time to go back to quitting, or something like that. I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good. But yeah, doing what you said you would do, man. It's um an easy tool, an easy strategy. Yeah. You know, to, to, to implement. To, to smash like not even just implement, but to smash life. hundred like, percent. Yeah. If if you like do what you said you're gonna do and like do what you feel like you you, you wanna do as well. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I'd love to do that. And I can feel I'd love to do it, but then you don't do it. But like, if you just, just do it, like action, just do it. It's, it's like, like Paul says, action's the only answer, isn't it? Mm. It's like, if you really want to do something, just do it. Just like do it, just plan it and just do it and you'll feel amazing. Yeah. The other thing you said it just then, there's a lot of people out there, isn't there, that con seem to constantly be saying, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I'd love yeah. to do that. Or if only I was more like that. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, think how, how it makes you feel in terms of feeling good and enjoying life more, right? How do you expect to kind of really be enjoying life if you're constantly thinking that you wish you could be doing something else? Yeah. You know, just, just go and do it. And sometimes life ain't as easy as just being able to go and do something. But there's always one thing that you can do to get you one step nearer to being that person that you wish you were like or to having that thing that you wish you had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, always one thing, and and it always comes back to a plan as well, doesn't it? Really, mm. because yeah. even that one thing, you kind of got a plan to do that one thing, and then you plan to do the next thing. Like maybe you might think like, um, like oh, I'm gonna do this big, huge thing, and it, and it might take you a few years, but if you just like break it down and break it down and work your way back and just do that one thing after another, eventually you're gonna get it done. Yeah, you're gonna be able to do it. Like, or it's like I can't do that. Like to say, other people can do it. So, well, what is it that I need to learn? What is it that I need, or who is it that I need to become? Which is even a better question: is ask yourself, who do I need to become in order to do that? Okay, I need to become 
a person who can do this. I need to have become a person with high amounts of courage and bravery or whatever. Like for me, just to, to use an example, the I done an abseil off the transporter bridge. Um, just going backwards, just a normal abseil, but it's like you're not balancing against anything. You're free hanging and you've got to abseil down. When I first done that, I was absolutely, I was petrified. But I kind of knew I was going to do it. But then when I was quote, like quarter of the way down, a wasp landed on my hand, which I was scared of wasps. And I was like trying to bat it away. And I was just proper skitzing. And then I, I looked down and that was what, that was the peak of me skitzing. I like, I was like, <gasps> and I looked down and I was like, oh my God. So then I, I, I diverted my attention. I started looking at the scene. Oh, it's lush, it's lush around here. It's lush down here. And I eventually got down. After that though, I was like, I, 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 I need to face that fear of, of looking down. I can't have the, the, I can't have that hanging on us. I can't say that I successfully abseiled off that bridge if I couldn't look down. Mm. So I booked up to do it front facing so that you'll basically fall forward and you're looking at the ground the entire time. And in my head, I was like, there's no fucking way I can do this. There's no way I can do it. Like I, I can't do it. And, and, but I'd a couple of days like after I'd done the first backwards one, I said I was going to do the front one. So I said I was going to do it, but I was like, "There's no way I can do it." So then I asked myself, "Who do I need to become? What do I need to do? What do I need to do to prepare? Yeah, what can go wrong? What do I need to kind of overcome?" And that's when I started doing the cold showers because I was like, "What's the worst that can happen?" Okay, the worst that can happen is like obviously the something happens with equipment and I, and I die. But, but other than that, the worst before that is the only worst thing that can happen is I have a panic attack on the way down. Mm. So I was like, right, what happens when you have a panic attack? You're shaking, you're shivering, your, your brain's like, you're, you're high adrenaline, you're like tingling, your heart's pounding. And I was like, I need to get used to that feeling and, 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 and kind of embrace it and get used to that feeling. So I was like, how can I do that? I'm not going to keep doing scary things all of the time because it's going to petrify us and I'm going to end up bloody depressed or something. Yeah. Then I thought cold showers. But getting cold showers, it makes my heart rate fast. It makes us get adrenaline. It makes us <gasps> gasping for breath. It's basically simulating a panic attack. Mm. But I always end up, because, because you adapt, you always end up out of it fine and nothing happens. And you're in a controlled environment. It's controlled, yeah. So I, 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 who did I need to become? I needed to become someone who could handle a panic attack. Mm. So I, I basically put myself in those conditions every single day. And I, I checked in with you, didn't I? I said I was going to do them and I, I built up time. And then it was like, I couldn't even do 10 seconds the first time. And then it was like a minute, then 10 minutes. And then I could probably stay in there all day now. But... It was, and it was just those steps of who do I need to become? Like at first, thinking of doing that abseil, it was the biggest, scariest, massivest, hugest thing. But I just created a plan, and I just ticked off one at a time, one at a time, one at a time, and it got to the, it got to the day. And honestly, I just, I just went up. Didn't even like, I didn't even hesitate. He was just like, right, you're gonna have to fall forwards. I was like, right. I just fell straight forward and he was like, right, lean, like stay there, take your hands off, get this picture. Right. He said, take your hands off. That's all I've got to do. Bang. Took my hands off, got the picture. Right. Now just work your way down. And I just followed the instructions and I just done it. And I didn't at one point scare. Like I didn't, I was, there was no fear there. Yeah. How good and is that? At the start, that was an impossibility for me. 
when I when I said I was going to do it in 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 me because I'd got down from the first half sale, I was all adrenaline up, thinking I'm rocking, I'm solid, and I'm I'm the, <laughs> I'm the bravest man on the planet, and I'm like I'm doing that front facing. And then once it had set in, I was like, oh shit, that's a big feat that like, I don't think I can do it. And all them thoughts started to come in, but I said I was going to do it. So I had to come up with a plan mm. to, to be able to do it. If I never, if I'd said I was going to do it and didn't come up with a plan in order to do it and to achieve that, then I would never have done it. Mm. I would, it would always remain that big, huge task that I can't do. But as I grew through the little small steps and the plans that I put in place, it become nothing for me to do. Mm. So like everyone can do everything really. Do you know what I mean? I think also that tactic, that's that strategy that you, you used of cold showers. Some people will be like, hold on a minute. You used cold showers every day to get you more confident doing an abseil. How on yeah. earth does that work? But what you've got to remember is, you know, your brain, our brains don't know if they're doing an abseil, if they're in a cold shower, if they're, you know, someone's about to attack you on a street or you've seen a ghost. All they know is the feedback that they're getting. Yeah. You know? So yeah, the, 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 the feedback that you get is, is that of increased heart rate, isn't it? Is maybe oh, you're a bit, bit shiver, a bit, a bit shaky and nervous. Yeah. Maybe, um, you know, increased breathing rate. Um, and it's the same, the same symptoms of you know nervousness anxiousness it's the same symptoms no matter what situation you're in so if you can simulate that environment like you did in a cold shower and get used to it then you'll be used to it in unsimulated environments yeah yeah i think as well when you say simulate as well something that i didn't say there was as i was in those cold showers i was actually picturing myself coming down Mm. i was visualizing and and I was, I was exactly what you're seeing, simulating. I was trying to simulate that day as best as I possibly could. Uh, and, and do you know when I was, so I'd stand in the shower. I'd, I don't go warm and then cold. I just like to go straight in. So I, I get in, there's no shower switched on. I turn the dial all the way to cold. And then I, I just go, and then turn it on and then get straight in. I start with my head, my arms, work down legs, chest, turn around, all that. I want me a little routine, but as what I was doing when I was standing there before I was turning it on, I was visualizing I was standing on the edge of that of that metal framework, and I was standing on the edge of the bridge. And then as I was turning on, it was just like right leg, just fall forward, turn on, psh, fall forward into that cold. And it was like I was visualizing me doing it. Do you know what I mean? And and like you say, your brain doesn't understand whether it doesn't like understand whether it's true or false. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it sees the picture in its head and it, and it, and it feels the feelings. Yeah. And, and that's it. I always think we had this chat about um, me the other week and yeah, my whole public transport thing, getting nervous when I was younger, the old anxiety days, being on a busy tube and like sweating and thinking, oh, and having these mini, I want to get off panic style, panic attack style episodes. That um, podcast four, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. 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 Check it out if you haven't heard it. Um, but uh, looking back now, I think a brilliant tool to use to get better in dealing with those hot, sweaty tube panic attacks is Bikram yoga, right? Cause I started, I went through a phase of doing that. 
And I, you know, I'm not particularly a big fan of getting really hot, getting really sweaty, and I hate stretching. So big crab for me, 90 minutes of that is tough. But when I was in there, I was lying down. One, one session, we were in there. I think it was the first one I did, 90 minutes, right? Long last time. And I was lying on the mat after about, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Absolutely dripping in sweat, boiling hot. My heart was going absolutely insane. And it's only about a year ago. So I've you know, got the tools to learn to calm myself down. I laid there saying to myself, right, Phil, control yourself now. You know what I mean? Control your heart rate. I started practicing this little meditation process in my head and I managed to stay calm. But the old me would have panicked. I would have had to run out because I was so hot. I couldn't control my temperature, couldn't control my heart rate and my breathing. So I would have had to leave. But this time I was like, you know what? I can control this. And I did control it and it was all good. So I think using as a simulated environment again, that's another good example, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's safe in Bikram. If it gets bad, you just leave, right? But it's putting yourself in that situation where you do get hot, where you do start sweating, where your heart rate is starting to pound and, you <laughs> and the temptation is to go, fuck this, I can't do it, I've got to get out. Yeah, and run up, you can yeah. learn to control the symptoms that you're experiencing in that environment in a yoga studio then you can you'll have better control of them when you sat around a dinner party sweating at your girlfriend's parents friend's house with the back door open <laughs> in the middle of winter when you're tuning into a slug yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you see how you, you know yeah yeah it's that it's that making the uncomfortable comfortable that's exactly it mm-hmm. yep getting comfortable being uncomfortable mm. And I think, in the words of Jeremy Clarkson, once again, <laughs> I'm stealing his punchline on that bombshell. I think we'll call it there and, and leave with the message of do what you said you're going to do, create a plan, complete the plan, and you have a bulletproof strategy to feel good. Um, if you say you're going to do stuff, don't do those things. You've created a bulletproof strategy to feel shit. Mm. Would you agree? I would agree. And, and even if you don't feel like you can start committing to things and doing more, then become less of the person that says they're going to do things and doesn't do it. Yeah. I feel like I said that in a bit of a riddle then. All, what I mean is, I'll say it in English, if you're that sort of person that keeps saying they're going to do things and doesn't do them, stop being like that. Start doing the things that you said you were going to do, you know? Yeah. And, and like you said, it doesn't have to be massive. It can, it can start with just opening your blinds in the morning. It can start with just making your bed in the morning. It can start with just putting the dishes back or washing the dishes before, rather than leaving it. It can start with small things mm. and then just work your way up as you get better and better okay. and better and better. So you can't do everything, but you can always do one thing, eh? Exactly. Right. Thank you all for listening. The next podcast will be released next Monday every Monday rolling on from here on in. Um, If you haven't checked out the last episode, go check that out and um, share it on social media. Be a legend. The last episode, I'll just butt in there, is very, very, very good. That was the one where we were talking all about you. Yeah. It was very frank, very open. And to anyone who is maybe in a bit of an anxious hole, a bit overwhelmed, a bit of depression or your mental health isn't where you want it to be, check it out because yeah. it's very, very good. You'll definitely relate to it. I did. And um, 
yeah good episode that was brilliant so yeah right. speak to you all soon later folks peace <laughs>